as I'll ever be. Okay, click play. Hi, I'm Patricia. Before recorded history, humans muse singing as a deep source of power. Power to change, power to heal, power to be present with what is. Right here, right now, today, we are remembering the ancient gift of song, using modern tech to help us tap into resilience and capacity in chaotic and difficult times. Welcome to the 130th episode of A Breath of Song, and a Happy New Year to you if you're listening to this as it releases. I'm so glad you chose to do this today, which is extra special because Kate Valentine is joining us for a songwriter conversation. Kate, welcome. Thank you. I'm smiling from ear to ear already. We are here to find more ways to sing songs that help us heal, adapt, and grow. Your voice is exactly what is needed for this. I'm coming to you straight from my home in what is now called Burlington, Vermont, on the unceded lands of the Abenaki people. And Kate, tell us where you're calling from. I'm deep in the Ashdown Forest, which is in the south of England, where the stories of Winnie the Pooh were born. Forest Row. That is a part of the world that I would really love to come visit. It is magical, but today you need your thermals. (laughs) I want to say that as we're doing this call, Kate is wrapped up (laughs) in fur and has a headband, and she is looking uh, like it's an effort to stay warm. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. I'm very cold-blooded. I have a hot water bottle, but I'm looking out at a very crisp view of the garden, so it's worth it. Oh, lovely. And here in Vermont, we do not have snow right now, so (laughs) go figure. All our voices will turn up as they are, where they are today, and no matter what, we can feel the connection to our breath and vibration in our body. Let's find how good it can feel to sing. Last week, I shared Kate's song, Inner Peace. Today, Kate will be teaching us, Ride the Storm. We'll learn it slowly so it can settle inside you and you can begin to trust it as a resource. Let it move you into a state of flow. Then we get to enjoy a conversation with Kate, and we'll close out with the song again at the end. You'll always be able to find this episode with full show notes and artwork in the Library of Songs at abreathofsong.com. But let's start. I'm going to take us through a warm-up with a yawn stretch. You'll hear both Kate and me as we just take these invitations into our own bodies, do what feels good to us. Oh, maybe roll your shoulders a bit. Oh, that's nice. Stretch out your back. Oh, whatever feels good in your body. Try to feel what feels stiff or tight or constrained and give it a little invite to loosen a bit, open a little bit. Let yourself know you're safe here. Let your body feel safe. Mm, And see if you want to jiggle or shake or whatever warms you up. And checking in with your breath, maybe lift one arm up over one side and feel how your ribs expand and yawn. And the other side. And checking in with the ribs again. Notice as your breath comes in how the ribs can expand. And as the breath floods out, let it make sound. Let it pour into your belly and lower back. And let it flood out. Let it pour into your pelvic bowl. Let it flood out all the way up your spine. 
Maybe roller coastering some sounds. One more. And say back to me. Ride the Storm with us. So Ride the Storm is all about long breaths, long notes, lots of space. And yeah, mm. four different phrases, but we're basically saying the same thing over and again those each of those four times. I'll give you a little demo. Ride the storm. I'll ride the storm. Ride the storm, ride the storm. So loads of breath, and I like to teach with a my turn, your time. And I'll sing it twice, I'll sing each phrase twice, so the first time you get to listen, the second time we'll sing it together. Here we go. Ride the storm, Ride the storm, I'll ride the storm, I'll ride the storm, third phrase, ride the storm, with me, ride the storm, fourth phrase, Ride the storm. Try that. Ride the storm. See, now you've had a little tiny feel of each phrase. I'm going to go over each phrase just a few times round, and you can choose when you sing it along with me. Maybe listen to the first phrase, and then I'll sing it two more times, and we'll start to build those phrases together, and it'll just drop in. Here we go. Ride the storm, and again, ride the storm, ride the storm, second phrase, I'll ride the storm, sing it with me, I'll ride the storm, and again, I'll ride the storm, those together, ride the storm, I'll ride the storm, and again, ride the storm, I'll ride the storm, I'm going to sing the third phrase now, ride the storm, have a go, ride the storm, one more, ride the storm, now the last phrase, ride the storm, 
Ride the storm and again. Ride the storm. I'm gonna pop back to the third phrase. Ride the storm. Another fourth. Ride the storm. Those two again. Ride the storm. Ride the storm. Maybe we're ready to go back to the beginning. Ride the storm. I'll ride the storm. Ride the storm. Ride the storm. Two more, big breath. Ride the storm. song which when we sing together in a group holds the whole piece together and then there's another part which is so similar we're saying saying almost the same thing um but there's a little bit of tension that builds as the notes kind of separate at little moments there's a little bit of tension so i'll play the part that we've just learned in the background and then i'll give you a demo of where the second part goes before we learn it Ride the storm. I'll ride the storm. So there's the first part playing. Ride the storm. There's three other little simple parts that pop over here. Ride the but these two are the closest together. gave you that little demo there's, there's a slightly different rhythm to it so I'm going to teach it in the same way so you can uh, get a feel for it as, as its own little song a little demo on its own I'll ride the storm ride the observers among you will have noticed that the word the on the final phrase is much longer than the first time we sing it. A little note to point out. 
So we do my turn, your turn again. I'll sing each phrase twice and you can sing with me the second time. Here we go. I'll ride the storm together. I'll ride the storm. Ride the storm. Ride the storm. Third. Ride the storm with me. Ride the storm. Four. Ride the going to go over those parts again because they're so different in rhythm but so close but quite different let's see if we can build that up into a whole picture of its own i'll sing each phrase through maybe three times and then we'll start sticking them together i'll ride the storm i'll ride the storm again i'll ride the storm teaching it on its own is that actually it needs the anchoring of the first part so I'm going to play that really quietly in the background just to help the there's the first part going around so let's hopefully my voice here is going to be a little bit louder so we can really um, anchor ourselves to the timing of that first one and I think I'm just going to sing it maybe three times through and hopefully it starts to stink, sink into the Rhythm in your bones. Here we go. I'll ride the storm. Ride the storm. Ride the storm. Ride the storm. I'll ride the storm. Storm. Ride the 
Those two parts together, really meditative, and uh, I'm looking forward to telling you about how this song came about and how it's being used in the groups. Um, maybe I'll just give you a little spoiler about that, is that I was looking for a resolve with this song, um, and there didn't seem to be one coming. I was looking for a new phrase that would feel different to riding the storm. But it seemed to be that the power of this song is about that, exactly riding the storm. And these two parts together have this coming together and pulling apart feeling. Um, but there is a little good news in within the song itself. With a little high up voice saying, I'll ride this storm with you. I'll ride this storm. I'll ride this storm with you, I'll ride this storm. Because really, it's nice to have that little message within, seemingly coming from outside of ourselves, but clearly coming from within. <laughs> Let's see. It goes like this. I'll ride this storm with you. My turn, then your turn. I'll ride this storm with you. Have a go. I'll ride this storm with you. I'll ride this storm. I'll ride this storm. And the first line repeats.
the parts. And then, because there seemed to be a little bit of ground needed, there's a drone part that can, you, you can optional to put this one in. And the second part that we sang together, which has got slightly different little rhythm going on there, I, I put this drone just underneath there with the, using the same rhythm. I'm going to just give you the note. I'll write the story. It stays in one note. I find it hard personally to sing one note. And it doesn't seem to make much sense at all on its own, but if we put it with that second part. So there's the note to try and anchor to. Nice bit of ground. Write the storm. I'll write the storm. Write the storm. Write the storm. Write the storm. While bringing the first part. I'll write the storm. simple little drone part which some people love 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 to just stay on that one ground note it can be very comforting and for others that are in the melody of the song to have that part held there um yeah it's always a bit of a treat and um in the search for this resolve i didn't find it within the song but i did find as we were singing it one day with a group um, another little phrase just came in and again, it's all very interchangeable, these parts. You've got those first two that can work well together. Um, and then the higher voice of I'll ride with you. But then another phrase came in as we were singing it one day that says, shelter me. Yeah. Um, it just repeats four mm -hmm. times the word shelter me. So I just play in the background. I'll give you an example of where that goes. And sometimes it feels like a fit and sometimes it doesn't. different phrases of that one quite high but with lots of breath I seem to be able to reach it shelter me try that 
together you can feel like a lot going on in there but if you build slowly 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 there's enough space and enough subtlety that comes in with each part that doesn't feel too choppy <laughs> should we try it all together okay here we go i'm going to layer up the parts one by one here we go hope you're enjoying singing along <laughs> great here we go Ride the storm, I'll ride the storm, ride the storm, ride the Oh, oh, oh. 
settled. Oh. I feel like my whole body just feels like I've dropped. Mm. Mm. Just just dropped. My shoulders have dropped. It feels like mm. my hips have dropped. It feels like, oh. you know, I just feel this releasing. It feels oh. wonderful. Oh, good, good. Yeah, reassuring yeah. message. Mm. Yeah, and, and also I love that it doesn't resolve. I love that... Yeah. I love that there's a sense that, yeah, I'll ride the storm and I'll keep riding the storm. It's not mm. about riding the storm till it stops yeah, or to the yeah. end. Mm -hmm. It's about about riding it. Oh, I tried to find the result. I tried for probably about six months. I thought, surely there's a second <laughs> half we can go to. And uh, I found a nice sweet little tune that fit. But would the words phrase come? No, it was meant to be just this, yeah. meant to stay there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Um, you and so you mentioned briefly as you were teaching about working with it in groups, and I'm wondering if you would yeah. talk a little bit about the groups that you work with. You've had your song leading journey has had so much influence on many generations of people already. Uh -huh. um, I'm wondering uh -huh. if you could share with us a little bit of the outline of how you found yourself song leading and where that took you. Sure. Oh, well, I mean, I've had the baton passed to me. I was massively inspired by the work of the Natural Voice Network, in particular Nick Prater. He opened my eyes mm. to this way of singing. And a number of other people that I stumbled across the first time I saw Natural Voice singing was at Little Camp when I had my one of my babies, who's now 18. And I saw this huddle of people in the morning just singing together in harmony, no sheet music and just this feeling just overwhelmed me of what is this and I I wept with joy at the ah. feeling of it and the experience of it I didn't know anything like it I'd been uh, I didn't pass my school audition aged 11 having loved singing so I was in my mid-20s when this happened and I I thought okay this is what I want in my life more than anything and so I found a few people from the Natural Voice Network and people that have massively inspired people in the UK to sing in this way, together, together, together in a circle and sing. Um, uh -huh. So that, my journey of that started sort of formally, I suppose, around 12 years ago when I accidentally, didn't mean to, set up a singing group. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you accidentally uh, set up a singing group? <laughs> you know what? It's extraordinary, this story. And I think is the pivotal reason why I've gone on to train other people because a dear friend of mine who I was looking after her child she heard she must have heard me talking about this singing group type activity I must have been going on about it like I don't remember but I was looking after her little one and she said you know it would be great to have a group like that where where my daughter can go with you and uh, uh -huh. and I said yeah wouldn't it you know and uh, lo and behold, she found a group and she invited me to come along with her. But what I didn't know was that she had invited the women, knowing <laughs> that I would have said no <laughs> to the invitation to lead, but trusting oh. that in that space I just would. 
and it was incredibly incredibly bold move of her because my I'm a nurse that's my formal identity and it was my former identity and I think she must have known that I didn't have any kind of confidence or belief that I could do that kind of work but she knew I had the passion I certainly had no musical Mm. training but there I was faced with these women and babies eight of them looking at me and it was only when they looked at me and nobody else started singing that I realized what was happening and I turned to my (laughs) friend and said uh and she looked at me raised her eyebrows and said you know a few songs don't you Kate so that was it. That was the start of my singing mama's groups. That moment. Oh. And I whispered my way through a couple of songs that I'd picked up at some of these other groups I'd been to. And we all loved it. Uh-huh. We had the best time. It was amazing. And because of that, you know, my, my journey then grew. I, I set about setting up my own group. I had people in my own house initially. I learned on the job. Mm-hmm. I was half a page ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I baked mm-hmm. a cake for everyone. And I saw the impact. So... Yeah. Yeah, then it, it's grown from there. That was 12 years ago. And after a number of years of realising, gosh, the feedback these mums are giving me is like, it, it really means a lot to them that they're getting to come to this group. And I started asking questions, looking around and seeing, you know, mums weren't okay, actually. There's a growing mental health crisis mm. among mums. And it's not something we readily, easily mm. talk about. So I put two and two together and thought, wow, I think we're onto something here with this singing group. And I looked around and there's some research started to happen about singing for wellbeing. I know a lot of great people have been doing this research for a while. And just one night in, I think I was in, yeah, I was in intensive care looking out over the sea. And I just thought to myself, how am I ever going to recover from these night shifts? I was a single mum at the time. I was probably battling my own mental health a little bit. But having these singing yeah. groups for the last probably five or six years at that point really be my absolute joy and I thought okay singing mamas has got to be on the NHS on the National Health Service it's got to be free nurses like me in uniforms have to recommend this to women and mothers because I know it works but it it has to be for everybody it has to be free to access it has to be normalized it's not within culture at the moment and I want to make it that way so that was the point I thought okay let's scale and how it loops back to the original story of how I started was that I wouldn't have signed up to a choir leader or song leader training, no way. So I was ready to appeal to people who didn't have formal musical training but had the passion and the drive and that could do it and that could learn like I did. So now we are over 200 leaders. We're in 10 different countries or more now. We've got funded groups all over the place in the UK and we're growing fast. (laughs) It's so beautiful it? it is so beautiful <laughs> and one of the things that's distinctive about your groups is that it's mamas and babies yeah. so talk to me about that talk to me about what it's like to to be in a circle with I've actually done a little bit of that mm. myself and I love yeah. it I but most people don't feel comfortable bringing their babies to a singing sure. group right they're like oh it's gonna make you know she's gonna make noise yeah. and yeah well, if you speak to anyone that's doing this work, they'll tell you it's such a joy. And it's incredible to work with children in this way because, you know, I've been a mum and even if you haven't been a mum, you'll probably get that, you know, it's pretty hard work. <laughs> it's pretty hard work parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, but to go to a group where the mums are nourishing themselves, they're choosing an activity that really benefits them and they get a whole community vibe out of it. It's, they're being seen and witnessed as a, as a human, as well as being a mother mm-hmm. and a woman. Um, 
but the children are brought into that creative space and they are mm. not just pacified and entertained, they're getting a whole experience of their own, which is a, a musical education and an experience of a culture of people that come together in circle to sing. So it's, it's very easy to see quite quickly within a Singing Mama session, just a one-off for your first go, how good it is for the children. Sometimes my mum comes along to Singing Mamas and she, she just... She loves it so much, but at the end of it, she says, Kate, it just doesn't make sense. There was 17 babies in that room and you didn't hear a peep. They were just so good. And I'm like, you know, it's no such thing as a good baby mum, but, you know, they're all good. <laughs> and it's the music and the sounds of the harmonies that they just drop into. And so if, mm-hmm. unless they've got some basic need to be met in that moment, like hunger or they need to sleep or mm-hmm. they have a nappy that needs changing, then you watch them. All the while they're singing in harmony, they are settled and they're drinking it all in and they're learning so much in those moments. There's just Mm -hmm. so much that we could talk about, why it's so good for the mother and baby, but yeah, yeah, very different to any of the other parent and child kind of groups that I went to as a a mum of young children. Let's talk a little bit about the the singing, um, how the singing is different than singing in a choir or singing in a chorus where you're preparing for a performance or you're preparing to to be seen in some way how this kind of singing what it feeds what it nurtures what it does for your yeah oh my gosh it's such a huge shift that that focus of doing something in preparation for an someone outside of you to to verify or enjoy it's so it's a hugely different thing so singing for the moment in the moment is deeply healing um it for so many ways I mean you just mentioned there you how settled you felt in yourself so there's a sort of systemic nervous system settling that happens when you breathe together sing together especially when you know we we're bringing in quite intentionally certain songs in to to work with the the mood of who's in that room we're looking at what's going on within the room within individuals as a group outside of the group the political climate the seasons you know we're bringing all of those things into focus to with the songs to to really have a rich experience of being in the moment um and connecting deeply to our true nature so Mm you can't really kind of drop in in the same way if you're thinking that it's for something else, but having the chance to sink into that moment of the sound and the song, you really get a sense of the song being pure medicine. Like there's a, there's a reason that song exists. There's a reason that it was brought into being somebody or some people drew it down from goodness knows what kind of mystery wove those Mm -hmm. words melodies and sounds together to create something to enable something and so when you work with songs in that way and bring them into the group space like that and people are open to receiving them they can touch the places within us that 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 just need touching and are ready to be touched and sometimes people get a deep connection to um, some sorrow or some joy or some grief or just yeah it it's endless really to to say there's so there's far too many variables to tell you 
the the magic of how songs can land and touch and move through it through yeah. a human's experience so how are you selecting those songs? You mentioned some of the, the ways that you're selecting songs, yeah. you know, seasons yeah. and the the climate of the room yeah. and, and the political climate. Yeah. and the. Um, but how are you finding the songs that you're sharing and how do the other Singing Mamas leaders find their songs? Sure. Well, of course, your podcast is wonderfully popular among our, among our Oh, yay! <laughs> That's really lovely to hear. <laughs> Um, there are a few sort of online resources that are shared around amongst the global community of natural voice singers. Within our Singing Mamas network, we have a whole module when someone trains about honouring of songs, so copyrights and cultural honouring. Uh-huh. So that's a really big part of the sort of foundational training um, out of deep respect for the songs and songwriters and traditions they come from. But you know what? We are, we are, we, there are so many songs that we could possibly choose. We have... Yeah. Um, uh, something that happens and occurs within our leader network where someone will come to the training and they've maybe a bit shy about it they've heard my call that you don't have to be musically trained or maybe they are musically trained and they start doing the singing the song sharing within their communities and then before they know it they're writing songs and they're writing songs because their musicality is developing and but also because they're tuning into what is the collective experience of being a woman and mother in the world in this moment in this time and so the songs that come out of that space are just they they feel both ancient and contemporary all at once um Mm -hmm. so it's really lovely to be developing a kind of song bank of yes singing mama type songs that are yeah coming out of the need and um otherwise it's songs are passed down through families another sort of foundational piece to our training is to ask people what are your earliest song memories who sang to you where did you sing what were you singing and and we kind of go on that little um look down sort of history memory lane and uh, and these songs appear that they haven't people haven't sung for 20 or 30 years sometimes um where do songs live that's the eternal question <laughs> So let me turn that question right to you. What's your earliest song memory? Well, I have um, a song that plays in my heart. You are my sunshine. It plays around and around. It seems to be that song that's always with me. I had a baby brother when I was nine. And um, he was born when I was eight. And he was the light of my world. His name was Daniel. And he just brought with him so much joy and light and sadly tragically we lost him he died when he was a toddler and so I have this song you are my sunshine yeah it's 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 a big story in my life but I have this memory of this this child Daniel attached to this song you are my sunshine and he was my sunshine he still is my sunshine and I I picture him with just I feel him with such radiant joy but the song stays. The song is the, the, if you bottle the feeling of Daniel, this is his song. So this is my early song memory. Mm. 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 Do you think experiencing a loss like that so early, such mm. a, a, a deep loss, influenced you toward the healing work yes. that you've done? Yes, without a doubt. Daniel died very suddenly and 
I had a very strong experience of being part of the hospital, the intensive care. And I had this really deep experience of being both, um, you know, distraught beside myself, bargaining with God, at the same time as having angelic loving arms wrapped around me by the nursing team and by my family and friends, the members of my community that wanted to take care of me as a child because of what I was going through. So it was, it was both. It was both the most intense loving experience I'd had and the most profound grief at such a young age. So for sure mm-hmm. I was drawn to being a nurse through that experience. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also being the kind of song leader that heals. Yeah, well, I provides space for healing because what you're describing, the way, how you describe the singing mm-hmm. mamas, this community of yeah. people who are coming together to sing and to witness each mm-hmm. other and to be there for each other, that sounds to me very much like what you were just describing. Yeah. You experienced at that moment yeah. of grief that you were being held and cared for and witnessed. Yes, and I think the, one of the sort of, well, how can I say it? It's so important for all of our leaders to create a space where all feelings are welcome, where everything is welcome. You show up just as you are. And if you show up one minute before the end, that's not late. You're just welcome. You come in. Mm-hmm. We are practising non-judgment of each other. So we are just allowing women and mothers to show up yeah in in all sorts of ways that they are um and uh, it's it's become a practice we do a name round at the beginning where we offer for we, we give three options option one don't say your name cool just pass on to the next person option two say your name and we'll all say your name back again it's really nice to hear everyone's names every week option three Say your name with a little gesture of how you are today, and then we'll echo it back to you. And you can see some people just, no, don't like this, can't do this. And uh, over time, they, they realise actually it's not that big of a deal. It's quite nice if I say my name and people say it back. And then likewise, other people will, they'll do a gesture of kind of fast asleep, kind of that kind of thing, or, <laughs> you know, a giddy little gesture of happiness, or we've even had a pregnancy announcement within the within the name round or some people will just you know express a a gesture of frustration or it's just a tiny little moment where we get to try on a little piece of each other and it fosters that um absolute acceptance and welcoming of you know show us who you are right now show us what you're here with and you're completely welcome and we love you for it and thank you for being here yeah yeah ah yeah that's a beautiful practice that i actually do something very Mm. similar with my flow singers um mm. yeah yeah I know a, a few of our leaders found it difficult when I sort of brought it to the training so don't do it if you find it difficult if it's something that's an edge for you but I the more I do it the more I realize it's it's quite profound in its simplicity it says a lot yeah there's something very powerful about having what you just said be come back to yes. you yeah and we feel a little bit if you we, we, we mimic what you've just yeah. shown us so we've we've felt a little yeah. bit of who you are right now yeah. And we've seen you. See, yeah. here we are. We're all seeing you. We're just demonstrating that we've just seen you. Yeah, yeah. that we get, yeah. we get that. Yeah. yeah, we heard it. Yeah. We saw <laughs> it, we see it. Yeah. So when you start leading a new group, what are you paying attention to? Well, um, 
the, the new groups actually, I always love the very, very first session. So I'll, I'll go and do a 10 week program in a new area or, or, you know, anywhere near me with the view that after that 10 week, they can join a community group. And I always find it really exciting because the entry into the world of singing, it's just the best threshold to, to help anyone cross with the biggest barrier of accessing our groups yeah. being, I can't sing. So you know that, okay, we've got enough people in the room. It doesn't matter if you're all completely shy singers. I'm going to give you this experience. You're going to walk away knowing you can sing and having a taste of harmony and watching your child's response to this. So I'm always so up for that first group. Um, you know, we create a lot of safety. So depending on the numbers, I'll, it might be that I just give one part to the entire group and I might demonstrate, demo a, a harmony part to give them that. Give them that. Um, What's your range of numbers? What are we talking about here? Yeah, so for a first group, it's really nice to start with 12. If you've done a good sort of mm-hmm. campaign to, to get awareness, you know, having, starting a group with 12 is a, is a sort of safe enough number that no one's voice is going to be exposed to themselves which might be a fear. Mm-hmm. And then you can do two or three simple parts together. Um, but if you mm-hmm. have six, you know, if you're, if you're really keen to start and you haven't got enough numbers yet, you could start with, with six. And it isn't about number as such. A lot of it is the framing and, and the careful selection of songs. I would always start with something really familiar, like even a nursery rhyme. Mm-hmm. I would not shy away from starting with a nursery rhyme that you can put into a round just to show, look, mm-hmm. you can sing a nursery rhyme you can get a bit of harmony out of it. And when I start a new group, um, week one, you can see people's shyness and week two, they come back with a bit more enthusiastic. But week three, they're owning it. It's their group and they've bonded as a community and they are talking about how they're going to grow this community with you. It's theirs. Um, And the voices are just raising week by week. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. Oh, that's, that is really and the things that repeat within each group as well that we've seen, like the things that happen without you describing what's going to happen to the group or as part of the group. For example, in one of my groups, a good hour's drive away that I started a few weeks ago, one of the mums came in by about week four or five and said, oh, my friend's child is in hospital. Can we sing this song and I'll record it and I'm going to send it to her? And I thought, wow, you didn't even know this is a thing, but this happens in every group. So these things are just so instinctive and, you know, it's why we always say this is not groundbreakingly new. This is just doing what we've always done, just reminding people yeah. of how we can be together in this way with songs. Yeah. Mm. When you participate in a group that's led by somebody else, yeah. what do you particularly appreciate? Ah, well... <laughs> I'm afraid I'm not that good at being a participant in other people's groups <laughs> because I'm, I know what I like. I, I want that quick access. I want the song to come in the room there and, and maintain its holding of the group. So I want the mm-hmm. song to begin being sung and I want it to keep going round. And even if there's some instructions being given, I want the, the song to be rolling round in exactly the same place as mm-hmm. it was. And that's a, a method mm-hmm. of how I teach. But because what I notice is if I stop, if there's stopping and starting to have to learn or wait for other people to learn, the focus is broken yeah. and the song spirit or the, the magic and the wonder and the benefits of being in that health space, I find quite hard. Yeah. 
now yeah. I've had it this way. So I get a lot of personal enjoyment and satisfaction out of being in my groups that I teach because the songs are just there. <laughs> they come in, yeah. they do their work. I yeah. get them rolling. They do yeah. their work. I step out and then yeah. I'm in it. Um, I do the same do thing. <laughs> yes, I do the same thing. And my, my goal is always sort of like, how little can I yes. talk? You know, Definitely. and how much can we just spend the yeah. time singing? Roll it round and round. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Although having said that, my session on Wednesday morning, I was sent a song by one of our lovely singers singing with another member. And she sent me the song and I learned it. It's Mamou's We Shall Be Known. And I thought, oh, I isn't love it? Oh, it's such a great song. So I thought, OK, I'll learn it. And I bought it on, uh, on Wednesday morning of this week. And as I mentioned it to the group... I looked at them both, Laura and Lottie, and I said, hey, how about you teach this? And uh, they looked at me and they did, gave me a big grin and they said, OK. And then the whole group, it must have been about 30 mums that morning, just just thoroughly supported and enjoyed these two women teaching a song for the first time, a two, two-part harmony. And I sat back Lovely. in my chair and I had the best time. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. So for me, it's Absolutely less it's less lovely. about the the piecing together the four parts or whatever the, the the appropriate notes are meant to be, and more about the experience of people doing something together, working together. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to shift gears okay. now. So when we talked earlier, um, from some of what you said, I'm thinking that songwriting has been an edge for you. Yes. So I'm wondering if you can talk about how you how you coaxed yourself into doing something that felt challenging. How did you talk to yourself? How did you, okay. how did you get yourself there? <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so glad you yeah, did. I just want to say out of these two Thank songs, I, I love these two songs. Aww. So I'm so glad you did. And so I, I'm curious to hear Aww. how you convinced yourself. Thank you. Well, it was definitely something that sat within the impossible zone of my life. Like this is not something I'm never going to be able to achieve, even though I want it. It just felt too far out of my reach. Even though I knew, I looked at other people doing it and thought, I want that, I really want that. And I didn't know what I wanted. I just know what I what, what or about, didn't know what about it that I wanted, but I knew I wanted it. Um, and then I observed some of the other leaders that I trained beginning to write songs. And I thought, oh, hang on a minute. They don't understand how it's happening for them, but clearly it's not in their impossible zone anymore. And some of them were really good. And I thought, wow. And they were surprising themselves. So it kind of came on my radar as, well, maybe I could reach it from that impossible zone into the panic zone <laughs> or, or comfort zone stretch. And so I, it came to my attention that there was this award from the Arts Council here called the, the DYCP, the Developing Your Creative Practice. And this is an unusual fund because it's all about it's all about me. You know, we, we we as creative practitioners get to spend an amount of money just indulging ourselves in an art form. So I thought, well, wow. yeah, isn't that extraordinary? Yeah. And it was up to ten thousand pounds at the time. And I looked at it and I thought, could I dare? Like, would that be enough accountability if I were to write to that fund and say, I want to unlock songwriting within me? If they mm-hmm. gave me the the money to do so, to spend the time and buy some kit and buy some mentoring, could I do it? And I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. So I, I, I wrote the application form and I put on the application form that I would publish my process online, live, because I thought that's the only way I'm going to make myself accountable. Like I could, I could sit okay. and learn it and practice it, but there was something about having that pressure and that outside 
um, authority saying do it. So I sent the application form off and I was terrified of getting a yes. And when the letter came, I absolutely <laughs> panicked and I opened it and I saw a yes. <laughs> the terror. The worst thing is getting what you want and the worst thing is yes. not no, getting I know, what you want. I yeah, know, I know. The terror yeah. was so strong. And so the first thing I did was I ordered the kit, some of the sound kit that I've been using today. So this was just under two years ago. And it came in this big box and I sat with this box for one week on my desk, huge box, and I couldn't even open it because I thought, what is inside this box? It was kind of a metaphor. (laughs) I was like, what is going to come out of me? Um, And I did publish my process on Facebook Lives and, you know, I look back and I do cringe, but I'm glad I did it because I know I influenced some other people into thinking they could do it too. Um, And I learned a few skills and the biggest one I learned was to get out of my own way and how to Mm. create the conditions to that were favourable for this window of inspiration to open. And so that was the practice. What are those conditions? For me, I have to be in movement. I have to have no one else around me, and I have to be in in physical movement. Um, So it's either going for a walk, sometimes it's when I'm driving, sometimes I have to just stand and march myself on the spot in my room. But there's something Mm -hmm. about being in physical movement. I... My idea about that is that my monkey mind is occupied. The, the, the part of my mind that's keeping me out of danger, you know, this kind of uh-huh. run. If you, if you see a snake jump out the tree, run, you know, looking out for dangers yeah. in the car, what, watching where I tread. That is the same part of my mind that tells me, don't dare sing that because it might be terrible and people might judge you harshly, you know. Right. So I yeah. get that piece out of the way. Um, and having sometimes it comes out of the blue, but sometimes having a good thing to a good reason to sing something to sing about. So I've had a few mm-hmm. really lovely experiences of writing songs where I realised, wow, this songwriting is actually a massive support to my human experience, to my processes, to my relationships. Never mind if I'm going to share them outside of me or not. I wrote one yeah. about my son who had a, a, a really difficult thing he was going through and I couldn't get close to him. And so the song came about and I wrote it and I sang it to him and it was the thing that bonded us together in it. We didn't need to discuss anything more. The song just did it. It did its work. It was uh-huh. amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But the the surprise for me when I, when I undertook that project for a year was that most of my songs that I wrote that I enjoyed or that I felt were kind of shareworthy um, and musically nice, pleasing, if you like. Some of them were just experiments, but those ones were all around grief. They were all my ex- my unexpressed grief. So it was mm. a really deeply profound um, process for me personally to to yeah to uncover this grief that had been sat there like a, a shadow in my life I didn't recognise, and now I've made very good friends with (laughs) so like inner peace which I shared last Mm -hmm. week I I am the deep peace I seek is there a story that you're willing to share with us about yeah sure writing that sure um this was a oh gosh the moment just remembering the moment itself just brings me so much joy it was uh the yeah, I think because of the way my life has been, I've never really been on my own. I've always had a big family, lots of siblings, quite a lot of trauma in my family of origin. 
significant trauma. And then I had a child really young. I was 18 when I had my first son. Um, and then two more children in my early 20s. Um, I've always been a part of a busy team of, at work. You know, people are my kind of joy. I just love being with people. Uh-huh. My own family is pretty big. I've got a blended family. I've got five children between me and my husband. So a lot, you know, a lot of people. Yeah. And I, I realise I've never really experienced being on my own, ever. And I recognised that this was a great fear for me. And, uh-huh. and I had a, a, a little camping trip, just me for four days and I think it must have been the fourth day or <laughs> getting towards the end of that trip I was laying in my tent and I just I had this little red beetle bug that was just dancing around my tent and I was admiring this bug that I'd never seen anything like it before and I just had this overwhelming sense of peace within me being on my own and feeling completely comfortable and happy and peaceful within me um, mm. And then that's when the first line, the, the lower part, I am the deep peace I seek, just flew out of me. I sang it to this little beetle. <laughs> that, that's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I don't usually think of beetles as being songwriting no. companions, but what a, yeah. what a wonderful story. I think the beetle just represented the abundance of nature and life that is all around us all the time. You know, it might not be that I'm, I'm not around people. I wasn't around people those, for those four days but I'm never alone. Yeah. 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 And in some ways you're always alone. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 With COVID, with, uh, we've been, it's been an intense couple of years. Yeah, it sure has. I'm wondering what, what you're hoping to carry forward that grew out of this time. Gosh. Well, on a personal level, that experience showed me what was important to me, the things that were important to me. Mm. It really highlighted those things. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I think crossing personal and professional with my work, I feel more strongly than ever that doing this mission-driven work which builds communities and supports people into their own um, into their own sense of autonomy around health and well-being that that feels like the shift for me I've known there's been a big tidal shift within concept of health coming anyway because of my involvement with the NHS and knowing their longer-term plan being part of acute hospital services and now part of community health services I think building on the knowledge that we all are responsible to take care of ourselves and the people in our communities. And, um, yeah, it feels wonderful to be in such purpose-driven work with Singing Mamas mm-hmm. and to be sharing this experience of being a role model in your community and being a beacon and showing others how, how you can access health through singing and well-being through singing and the support that you get from your singing families. Um, So that feels, for me, really exciting to be part of that shift, certainly here in the UK. Also, the the point in which the pandemic hit, I didn't know whether that would be game over for singing mamas because all of our in-person choirs had to close. So it was a, who knew? We had to put pause on it. 
but that um, birthed this online um, community song line we wrote. We, we thought, what are we going to do? Help. Let's go on Zoom and do some singing three times a week. And actually, that was amazing for us because we became globally connected. And, uh, yes. And, and yeah, that, that feels really amazing to be seeing the work of singing mamas be relevant to people in other parts of the world. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Suddenly feels like quite a small world. Yes. <laughs> I had a similar experience with the podcast. Yeah. I started the podcast just as a way to keep singing uh-huh. and a way to build this library of songs because Amazing. these kinds of songs that you're talking about that people are writing now yes. in these moments yeah. for what the needs that they have yes. and the songs are meeting these needs, their medicine yeah. for this moment. Yeah. And I wanted to start documenting mm. them at, for myself. Yeah. So I had this resource and I started doing it thinking, oh, I'll do it for myself and there'll be two other people who listen, <laughs> you know, uh-uh. my, my mom and my, you know, actually my mom doesn't listen, my, one of my sisters. And anyway, I was, I was thinking, you know, it'll just be little, just a couple of people who listen. Wow. And n- now, you know, I look and it's, it's all over the world. Amazing. There are people listening in almost every country yeah. and it's just, it, and some weeks it terrifies me, <laughs> you know, if I look at that map, I'm just yeah. like... I can't do this. And then I remember, oh, it's not really, it's not about me. You know, it's about these songs, about getting these songs out to people so they can sing them. Yes. Oh, it's an incredible archive and amazing resource. It's absolutely going to be impacting culture. That's what excites me. So, yeah, Mm. exactly. So when you, do you ever get overwhelmed when you look at the size of Singing Mamas and the growth of Singing Mamas? Or is that just an excitement point for you? Uh, do you know, it's funny. I feel like I should be overwhelmed by it, but I'm not. It feels so yeah. grounded. And I think because of the way it's grown with grassroots, it really, as an organisation, it's built on such solid foundations of shared values, of connection, courage, creativity, um, yeah, it's. I, I I trust so much in the people that are directly involved, that are doing the work. We've sh- I've shared with every leader, essentially their initiation into this work, and I know that every single one of them gets it, and mm. whatever expression of singing members that they put out in their communities, which is relevant to them and their communities, I know that essentially the core of it, the values, are are, are so strong that it doesn't really feel like it's my responsibility it's a shared collective mm. um uh, happening that's again like i said before it's it's a remembering this is in our dna this is ancient we've just found a way to show people that's appealing to people that they can get in on it um so in that yeah. sense it doesn't feel like my responsibility that's probably why it's not overwhelming and there's also such brilliant people within our network that everyone that's part of the core team or in the directors or does any work for senior members, they've been through, they've been through the senior members training. So they come with their skills, amazing skills. So we've grown an incredible culture. So my um, ops director told me this is a radical feminist movement. And I thought, ah, <laughs> so it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd never thought about it like that and I thought it's I, I've always thought about it as a movement but actually the 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 aims we have 
the problems that sit behind the mission of empowering women to create song sharing communities are actually really significant problems in the world the three problems if I may name them one is gender inequality so there's this huge movement of people supporting each other to create their own work in their local communities sustainable income through this beautiful passion-driven work the second problem is the rise of mental illness within um month for mothers so that's Mm -hmm. absolutely the statistics are telling us that so this is something that's evidence-based to serve those women and to improve those mental health outcomes and the third one is the Mm -hmm. absence of an oral singing tradition so all the things that we've been talking about with the songs so it's Mm -hmm. it's actually so simple those three problems exist and and what we're doing collectively as a movement is is in some way helping to fix those problems um so i think because of the clarity of that it's it just feels so strong and it feels like the work and the the movement and the organization is has its own life that it's just unfolding and I have the absolutely unique honor to to kind of watch it all unfold and and help shape it yeah and do they not say that um empowering women is one of the fastest most effective ways to lift people out of poverty right wow I I haven't heard that Um, directly but I can believe that Mm. yeah Mm. It's beautiful work that you're doing. It's beautiful work. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate hearing how you, how you are holding uh-huh. the vision for the group. So how do you take care of yourself besides singing? Singing is definitely the number one. Very much supported by an amazing team. And my husband is one of the directors and he is extremely wise and... Um, supportive so I have a, a partnership there my mm. my children are all quite big now I've got one little one who's five she's full of joy um, but the the older ones are all 16 and above and they're in a point of their life where they I feel like they they're bringing back into the family the nurturing that they've received they're they're amazing I live in the forest I have beautiful dog walks so I'm always attempting to (laughs) make time in my day to have time walking outside Um, and I love dancing I'm a dancer so if I'm not singing I'm dancing I love dance music I love all music but electronic dance music some people might be surprised to learn (laughs) (laughs) I picked up a passion in lockdown for German melodic minimal techno so there's a fun fact but there's something in it. <laughs> Very cool. I know anyone listening that, that gets it will be nodding their head now. There's something in it. There's okay. something aligned with, uh, with what's happening with dance music and the dance music scene um, where people are getting together, coming together for music, within music, to move their bodies um, for a collective experience. And, um, yeah, there's some, there's some echoes there for me within the singing circle. Yeah. Mm. And losing their monkey yeah, mind, that's losing it. the shaking yeah. it all loose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are the biggest questions that you're carrying right now? Where do songs live? <laughs> I keep asking everybody. Uh-huh. Where do they live? I'm really fascinated by the work of the Royal College of Music, particularly Dave Camlin. These pinning down magic into data. These, these questions around sound waves and our the way we're experiencing the things that you know there's there's so much mystery 
Um, and I, I like the fact that people are exploring uh, ways to measure these magical mystery experiences we, we experience as a circle of singers and what's happening to us on a physical, metaphysical level. I don't, I don't um, have any answers, but I love pondering the, the mystery of where songs live. So when you say where songs live, do you mean like how do we remember them or what makes them stick or what? Tell me more. I think, you know, there's all these universal laws about things like, you know, this is why certain um, pop music is written with the same set of chords. And we know that if we move from that chord to that chord, you're going to get the heartbreak feeling and that kind of thing. But right. But, you know, there's. Why do songs, some songs just make us all cry? I guess I just see them as so much more than we currently understand them to be. And I, mm. I sometimes, okay, so here's, here's, a, here's one little imagination I have this. Imagining the, the women standing around in a circle. And I'm quite keen that we all do maintain that circle because little gaps kind of, you know, even just to not yeah. be able to see the person three <laughs> places to your right is import, feels important. Um, and so you can see sound waves made visible by flame or sand or water sometimes with these experiments where people are sort of making these incredible geometric patterns out of sound waves, sort of a symbol or, you know... Oh, I haven't seen Oh, you those. must. Okay, okay. so there's little, right. little vibrations. You get something to vibrate or um, you're, you're basically making the sound waves visible. And so I have mm-hmm. these imaginations sometimes when I'm really deep in a song with the circle of these what kind of shapes these waves are creating. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. So I'm looking and I'm thinking, I wonder if we could see this. There's the, the ver- there's the different notes we're singing, the universal laws of where the sound waves have been measured, and then there's the way they're all interacting with each other and the, 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 the full yes. shape and expression of those waves that we, we can measure. And then there's the uniqueness of each and every voice, which we know from yes. just using our voices, that our voices change from the morning to the evening, from younger yes. years to older years, with our mood, with, you know, it's our consciousness, mm-hmm. really, our voice, isn't it? We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're letting ourselves out into the, into the room to be seen, to be heard and felt. And so if we mm-hmm. imagine each individual voice and the mystery of that woven in with these sound wave shapes that you could imagine being visible. And then you bring in, well, what was going on when that song was birthed into the world what what was carried in there yeah. so there's you yeah. throw that into yeah. the mix that all this becomes yeah. a great mystery and where has all of that been all this time when we create those shapes and sounds and waves does it just vanish into air does it travel somewhere you know yeah. we have it in our memory and you know neurologists would might start talking to me about neurons and brains and i i don't really care to go there but there's a whole a whole world of mystery that sometimes my mind wanders to without any answers but I enjoy the exploration and the imagination. I love the idea of taking it out of just a sound world Mm. and into a multi-sensory world what would this song be visually you know if and and the experience that we're having and the time because music is one of the few arts singing is one of the few arts that happens over time Right. Yes. So when you're in a and when you're in a circle with people, the sound changes. Yeah. You're singing the same yes. song over and yeah. over again, and the the quality of the voices yeah. and the, the 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 kind of sound that you create changes. And right? the bouncing off of the Gross. walls. So you've got walls in there, or you've got no yes. walls. Yes. Yep. And 
and then it and then does it extend beyond the walls and then where does it go you know it's um and then sometimes when you're in a group the group will sort of mutually decide to get really quiet yeah i love that and then you have that moment of oh yeah exactly oh or to get really large and get really kind of wild and crazy and and having all of that that shift that seems to just come from the group yes but there's a whole relationship with the song itself i i i don't know about you but when it comes to timing or being the kind of conductor if you like i don't i don't apart from maybe with a bit of movement in my body i don't ever demonstrate a time i don't ever count the song in i invite the singers to feel the pulse and feel it as mm-hmm. a movement in their body and then the pulse will emerge and in feeling for that pulse you might be singing three different parts but the pulse will be the one pulse of feeling for it and so it's like a heart the mm-hmm. heartbeat of the song it's like it's alive yeah and sometimes i find for me that a song that i would usually sing at one speed yeah. when i'm singing it yeah. by myself when i'm i go into the group and I begin sharing the song and they are in another so true. The group is in another timing yes. space. And if I fight to yes. keep oh this is this is how uh-huh. this song should go, yeah. then it's you know, we, none of us have a very satisfying it's experience. So true. And if I sort of feel like, okay, here's where yeah. we are. We'll go with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah, go with that it. and see what that how that settles. Same. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. Well, okay. Are you about ready for lightning? We've been talking for quite a while now. Uh, we can <laughs> talk all day about this. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love your question. Are you ready for lightning round questions? Yeah, let's do it. All right. What's an album that was really important to you? Um, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. Very formative. What is your... F- okay. I'm sorry. Did you want to say anything more about it? Uh, I ought not to because I could go on for ages. It's so brilliant. <laughs> okay. And this is the lightning okay. round after all. Okay. What is your favorite soup? Pea and leek. It's so quick. Ooh. <laughs> what is a sound you feel strongly about? Oh, gosh. Wait a minute. I have to go back to the favorite soup okay. question because I need to ask. Split pea or green, green pea? pea? All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. What is a sound you feel strongly about? And this doesn't have to be, you know, a good quote-unquote sound or a bad sound. Just one that really elicits strong feeling for you. I do love the sound of my sleeping children. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Pretty special. (laughs) Yeah. Who is an artist you wish more people listened to? Ooh. I'm going to say Anthony and the Johnsons. Okay. Will I be able to find them on the yes. internet? Okay. Great. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. And actually, do you want to name one of the German dance groups so that we can put uh, a link in if somebody's like, what does she mean? Minimal German, German techno. Like, yeah. Oh, who would I go with? I'm going to say Victor Ruiz. Victor Ruiz, okay. R-U-I-Z. Wow. Or Sama Abdul Hadi, Palestinian female okay. um, techno artist. Spectacular. All right. 
If I can't find those, I'll be emailing you. I will you. give you the links. All right. Um, and before we close, where can we find you and follow your oh, projects? Singingmamas.org. Um, we have a presence on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, we're beginning to get present on TikTok. Um, but yeah, the main, the main page is singingmamas.org. You'll find us there. Great. A huge thank you to you, Kate, for coming on A Breath of Song. I've loved our conversations. <laughs> and I have so many things I want to follow up. I think I need an appointment for tomorrow. Could we talk Let's tomorrow? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in. Then, okay. <laughs> thank you so All much. Right. It's been a great pleasure. A huge thank you to you, our listeners. I'm so glad you're singing with us. Visit abreathofsong.com to see the show notes with all these links that we were just talking about, lyrics, Patty Piotrowski's glorious artwork. Sign up to get artwork and music in your mailbox every week. How beautiful is that? Be one of the generous people who put something in the gratitude jar that helps cover costs. Before Patty or I is paid, 25% is donated to the Jazz Foundation of America, which directly supports jazz, blues, and roots musicians in need. The skill and the artistry of these musicians has directly shaped most of the music that I share on this podcast in one way or another, yet historically they have been inadequately recognized and unfairly recompensed. This is a small step toward restoration that I try to take. Let's sing Ride the Storm again to help it sink in more deeply. Okay. Ride the storm I'll ride the storm Ride the storm Ride the Thank you so much for coming today. And thank you to our listeners and singers for joining Kate and me for a breath of song. I'm grateful that you're taking care of yourself and listening to your voice. I believe making a better world starts with tuning in to ourselves and each other, which is what we just did. So yay, yay us. us. If you're liking this podcast, please share with a friend. And next time we'll plant another song. Until then, be well. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Perfect. Love it. So-